Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today, we're going to take it in with Proverbs 25-2 using my step-by-step Bible study method, and you will find links to a study sheet and also videos to a step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. Proverbs 25-2 in the NIV says this, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. The first thing I like to do when I study is just get a little bit of an overview of the book. And so the book of Proverbs is a collection of wisdom teachings that offer advice about prudent and righteous living. The author, for the most part, is considered to be Solomon. Solomon was the son of David and Bathsheba. He was the third king of Israel. The first was Saul, then David, then Solomon. And Solomon is believed to have written most of three books in the Bible, the Song of Songs in his early life, Proverbs in his midlife, and Ecclesiastes in his late life. The book of Proverbs was arranged into its present form around 715 to 697 B.C., And it's divided into sections. Some commentators say five. Others I researched said eight. The Bible knowledge commentary said eight. And chapter 25, where we're going to be today, is in section five. And the section title of section five is the Proverbs of Solomon collected by Hezekiah's men. And those chapters are chapters 25 to 29, the ones collected by Hezekiah's men. And Hezekiah was a king of Judah. Chapter 25 starts out like this. These are more Proverbs of Solomon compiled by the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah. The theme of chapter 25 is wisdom before kings and judges. So with that little bit of overview, let's hear the verse for today again. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. So step one in the step-by-step Bible study method is to choose my word. And my word for today is conceal. The English definition of conceal means to keep from sight or to hide, to keep something secret or prevent it from being known or noticed. The opposite of conceal is reveal, expose, show, uncover, unveil, disclose, display. Step two is to investigate, and we do that in four parts. Part one is to compare our word in other Bible translations. And so here are some of the other words that I found instead of conceal. Hide. It is the glory of God to hide a matter. Being mysterious. Keep secret or cover. It is the glory of God to be mysterious. 
It is the glory of God to keep secret. It is the glory of God to cover. The ERV wrote the verse like this, and I loved it. It says, we honor God for the things he keeps secret, but we honor kings for the things they can discover. Part two of the investigate step is to research the original word. And the original word is Strong's number H5641. If you happen to be a student of the Strong's concordance, it is a root word, sothair, and it means to hide by covering, to be absent, to keep close. I like that one. To conceal, to hide, to keep secret. The theological word book of the Old Testament says this word for hide is different from other words translated hide because it involves a thought of protection. Now that made me sit up just a little bit because a lot of times when we think about God hiding something or anyone hiding something for that matter, it feels right away like a negative, like someone is trying to either manipulate or trick or do something like damaging to us, right? But this idea made me sit up a little bit, as I said, because this involves an idea of protection, that God may be withholding something, hiding something, concealing something, keeping something secret, not revealing something, not because he wants to make fun of us, make us look foolish, uh, withhold from us, but actually as a form of protection. And that made me lean in a little bit more as I was studying. Part three of the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary about the verse that we're studying. And I loved this from the Enduring Word commentary. It says, there are many mysteries in the universe, both material and spiritual mysteries. There are many things God has concealed, and this is one expression of his glory. It is one of God's ways to say, you are amazed by what you see, yet what you don't see, what I have concealed, is even greater. The Enduring Word went on to say, when men and women seek out scientific knowledge, trying to understand the mystery and brilliance of what God has concealed in his creation, they express an aspect of the glory of humanity, even the glory of kings. Therefore, we say to the scientist, search on and do so with all your strength. This made me think about sometimes how much I learn in the process of searching right? There's this research process. I think about even just writing these Bible studies and doing this investigative work to get maybe to the heart or the message a little bit deeper of a verse or passage of scripture. And the research part is so fun. It's like, I know there's something in there for me, something more that I can't quite find, or I don't quite find or know yet. And yet there's this anticipation that I will be able to find something new, something that speaks to my heart, something that grows me and reveals truth to me that I don't know without the journey of getting there. And so there's this like, I imagine the angels sort of cheering us on like, yes, get into that Bible. Yes, find the secrets of God, because actually the research process, the journey process, the searching process, the revealing process is what God wants for us, right? He wants to reveal things to us as we prepare our hearts to receive them. Part four of the investigate step is to attempt to rewrite the verse in our own words. And here again, the verse in the NIV, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. I rewrote the verse this way. 
God is worthy of honor and praise for the way he keeps some things tucked away from our understanding. He is also worthy of honor and praise for allowing us the gift of investigating him and his ways so we understand him and can live by his will for us more and more. When you go back to this idea of protection, it's not as if God keeps things from us because he doesn't want us to know them, but he keeps things from us because he understands the timing of releasing the information to us. We only can know as much about God as our heart is ready to receive. And as we know him more, as we spend more time in relationship with him, as we get to know his heart, his wills, his will, his promises, his ways, and what that means in our life, then we will know more and more about who he is. We will see more of what he's doing. We will recognize him faster. We will be drawn to him closer. And all of that happens over time as God continues to reveal things that at one point he kept concealed. It makes me think about my younger son is in advanced reading and writing classes. He's in seventh grade right now. And recently, in order to prepare, help prepare him for a writing exam, Josh was learning about annotations. And so there was this series of questions that I was asking him to quiz him as he was preparing to communicate back to his teacher the understanding he had about annotations. And so I would ask him, what are annotations? And he would say, those are notes written on a passage of text, right? There are, there are, there's the reading of something, and then there's these notes that we take beside it. Those are annotations. And I would say, what is the purpose of an annotation? And he would say, to show involvement or gain deeper meaning and understanding about the text. And then I would say, what is the result of an annotation? He would say, it's greater appreciation for what is read. And just like annotations in written work, so we can observe read, make notes, ask questions, and find connection between ourselves, our circumstances, what's going on in our life, and the ways of God. And in doing so, we we reveal more of what God has chosen to, before that time, keep concealed from us. When Josh and I were studying annotations, I actually went and got one of the Bibles that I use often in my morning time with the Lord. And I opened the book, and he thumbed through it just a little bit, because in in my Bible, things are underlined. In my Bible, there are notes written to the side. In my Bible, there are cross-references, things that I have found over time when I'm like, oh, if I go back to this, this part makes more sense or whatever. I have little like sticky notes, um, like post-it notes with something uh, in particular that God revealed to me at that time. I have dates written so that I can go back and, and look at. It makes me emotional just thinking about how much those notes in that Bible means to me. But I didn't know all that when I first got the Bible. It's because I've spent time in that Bible, right, with the Lord in that Bible and studying the word that I have notes to put beside it where I say, this is something that before God had concealed because I didn't know him well enough. And then as I sat here with this book in my lap and I got to know him more, now I have things to write about because it has been to his glory, right, that I have searched it out and he has revealed new truth to me about himself and about myself. Step three in the Bible study method is to find the character of God. 
We do that by looking at some of the ways that God describes himself in scripture. You'll find some places to go for that on the study sheet if you happen to print print that out. One of the things I wrote down was that God is willing to yield. God opens himself up to us as he knows we can receive it. He's so much greater than we can ever understand. And he meets us where he knows we can receive what he has for us. That's a that's a willing to yield. I also wrote that he is praiseworthy for all the reasons that we know that he's praiseworthy, all the reasons that I can say that he's praiseworthy. And I could do that over and over and over again, tell you all the reasons I have in my life to praise him that I know of. But there are countless reasons to praise him that I have no idea specifically what they are. Step four is to identify the lie. This part is very important to me because it really asks the question, what is the obstacle in believing this truth? What is the obstacle for me in believing the promise? Again, if it is the glory of God to conceal things, if it is the glory of kings to search out things, then what's the stumbling block in that for me? And the stumbling block that I wrote down is, if God loved you, he would allow you to understand So often when we're struggling with something, I speak for myself, so often when I'm struggling with something, I just cry out for understanding, right? If I understood, then it would be easier. But so much of the time, God in his wisdom and God in his love and God in his protection says to us, I am not ready to reveal that to you because I know maybe that understanding wouldn't actually help you, or I know your heart isn't ready for the understanding, or I simply know, like Isaiah 55, 9 says that my ways are higher than yours, my love, and you wouldn't understand even if I told you, right? And so the truth is that God does love us, and he allows us to understand to the degree that he knows understanding is good for us. Step five, we just call so what, and it's where we write down think about a a takeaway from what we've been studying. And here's my so what for today. It says, I must seek God deliberately so I can know him more, so I can understand more about how he is at work in my life. I must humble myself under the realization that I will never fully understand. And that is okay, right? Because I believe that God is good. And I believe that part of the reason that he conceals is because it's what's best for me and it's for my protection. I would love to hear your takeaway if you have one. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have not yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you will receive and see every episode. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out with Ryan George. Ryan will be here to talk to us about how we can discover or search out adventure in what seems mundane in our life. My conversation with Ryan will be a Live It Out on this verse, Proverbs 25 too. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.